If you like Doritos, Aliens, or cheesy AOL screen names, then this episode of Riverdale is for you. everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Dawn. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It, where we watch shows we love and then rip them apart. Let's get right into it. And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. It's back to school for our favorite Riverdale residents this week. Archie is attempting to resurrect the football team so he can stick it to Hiram's Stonewall team. With no money in the budget for football, Archie has no choice but to ask Veronica for a loan. Veronica immediately says yes, which pisses off Chadwick because toxic male jealousy. Tension between Archie and Chadwick have been growing since Chadwick showed up in Riverdale unannounced and asked Veronica to include him in her plans to live part-time in Riverdale and open a high-end jewelry store. And at first, she agrees. Then she begins to worry that Chad is getting too chummy with Hiram and may not fit in with her life in Riverdale after all, so she sends him back to New York, for now. Elsewhere in the world of questionable business ventures, Cheryl attempts to pull off her first art fraud scheme, and it seems to go well. But more importantly, she comes out of seclusion and is back in bitch mode upon learning that Tony plans to bring back the cheerleading squad. Jughead and Tabitha Tate team up to investigate the Mothman, a local legend involving strange disappearances and potentially aliens, which is right in Jughead's weirdo wheelhouse. Betty and Kevin are busy with an investigation of their own. Polly is missing, and after following a cell phone ping to a nearby swamp, they discover what appears to be a dead body in the mud. Oh, and Hiram tries to set Archie's house on fire over the whole football team drama because arson is always the answer, at least in Riverdale. So Dawn, if you had to go back to high school and teach a subject, what subject would you teach? That's a good one. Um, hmm. I mean, given the options. Sex ed. You know what? I was gonna, (laughs) that was, I was gonna say that and my secondary was gonna be English. So (laughs) we'll go with sex ed first. How about you? I would probably do English. Yeah, I think that's probably where my strengths lie, but... Um, If we're, like, getting to, like, really specific things, I have very specific interests. Like, uh, I don't know, I could teach a class on, like, shark biology or something. Oh, all right. But we didn't have that offering in my high school. But I would make sure we had one. We had room in the budget for it if uh, I were going to be a teacher. Oh, yes. The budget plays a big role. I I have to say, I was really excited to see Betty teaching shop. That was unexpected for me. I didn't. It was they... unexpected for me. To, I don't know what I thought I she was going to be teaching. Maybe some kind of like criminology class, forensics, right? Something, <laughs> something like that related to the FBI. But I I was extremely pleased to see her going back to her roots and teaching shop. I have probably said this before. I'll say it again. I just have a huge crush on Betty. <laughs> no, I think they all came back teaching what they know. Archie was so adorably serious. In his best he season. really was. He's like so. When was the army for? I don't know. It it was cute. He had his little, like, you know, six guys in a little circle. It was nice. I think, you know, it's what he's meant to do. Yes, and he was taking it very seriously, and which is something we don't often see Archie do, or at least, like, not in an earnest way. Usually he just kind of dives headfirst into things and thinks about it later, but I think he actually probably put some thought into his lesson plans and really wants to help these kids. So it, it was cute to see him in that. Yeah, in that it, w- it was a nice feeling. It was... Do you, you know, know who's going to be the worst teacher? <sighs> <laughs> okay, well, if you're pausing this long, you don't agree in the same level that I, I might. do. I just didn't think about it. Uh, I think Jughead's going to be the worst teacher. Yeah. You know why? Because he's that awful teacher that everybody had at some point who is just way into the subject matter and doesn't necessarily feel like his students are responding in the way that he wants them to because guess what? They're high school students and they don't give a shit about Of Mice and Men. He's definitely that teacher that does the all wait thing. Ew. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that. in the front of the class and just says, I'll wait. I don't like that. I had a teacher who, she was a social studies teacher and she replaced one of my favorite teachers who went on maternity leave and oh, I was dear. very upset. And she came in all pompous. And for people who didn't raise their hand, we all had index cards. Oh, no. And she'd pull out her ring of index cards. That's honestly my worst nightmare. I hated participating. Yeah, it wasn't good, and I fucking hated it. So that will always scar me. That's going to be Jughead. Jughead's going to get his index cards. He's going to get his index cards out. He's going to force people to participate. It's going to be... He reminds me... uh, Man, we were just talking about Family Guy. I'm going to make another Family Guy reference. That's fine. When Brian is a teacher. Oh. (laughs) And he's, like, teaching the, um, the... I don't know the burnouts and like all like all the kids yeah. that like everybody's given up on and he can't get them to care about anything. That's what Chuckhead reminds me of. It also reminds me of any 
type of movie or TV show where, and particularly for me, because it's one of my favorite shows, The Affair. I don't know if you watched The Affair. No, I haven't. Um, well, Dominic West's character. The Wire. <laughs> I have watched that one. <laughs> that See, and I didn't watch that, so <gasps> we're one for one here. It's one of the best shows on television, so go ahead. <laughs> I love him, though. I have such a crush on him. But um, he was an English teacher, and he ended up doing some really shitty shit. And then he had to teach in a prison. And that's what that kind of reminded me of. I felt okay. like Jug is, like, teaching, like, he's just horrible youths, and they're, like, you know, like... And horrible wasn't the word I wanted to go with, but... They're kids. The they're teenagers. That, right. I mean, no kid gives a shit. But at the same time, I feel like in their predicament and the atmosphere of the school just being completely run down and close to closing, like, nobody gives a shit. I, I think Jughead's probably dealing with some kids who are... They, they just don't have the same appreciation for Of Mice and Men as he did as a student. And, and you know... Frankly, if we think about Jughead as a student, he was probably like one of the only kids who cared in Riverdale High School about his education. So I think that hasn't really changed. <laughs> right. And if he were to look back on, you know, a few weeks ago when they were in high school. Right. Just, um, oh my God, cast your minds back. <laughs> right. But he was on the brink of not graduating. Right. <laughs> and to be fair, none of these people are trained to teach. So no. Jughead, they're just kind of professionals in their, you right. know, Jughead right. knowing literature and the English language and such does not necessarily mean that he's going to be a good or effective teacher. No. I guess we'll find out. But I just feel bad for these kids. They're, I mean, at least they're not paying to go to this school. Thank God. <laughs> I would want my money back. Right. I also don't like the way that they had all those kids in Veronica's class objectifying her <laughs> and being like, oh, she's the hot teacher. Like, gross. Do we have to do yes that? Yes and no, because I feel like it opens up with her walking the halls with this look on her face. That's like, true. I'm hot shit. That's also true. Yeah. Look at me. So, I mean, you gotta, it's a little give and take there. I'm not gonna, so I should clarify, I blame the writers for writing, for writing this part <laughs> for, for putting it in Veronica, there. because mm -hmm. I don't think they needed to go there. I literally wrote my, I'm like, this is gross. Mm. Like, why do we need to do this? Why do we need to go there? It doesn't really... There's way other things we have to be concentrating on. Yeah. Like? Betty using her benefits of a car and shop class. <laughs> <laughs> For some more steamy sex with For Archie. some more steamy sex. It's like, if this is a going theme, steamy I am Titanic all... sex? Yeah. Hell I mean, yeah. it had to have been a direct the song reference. They used, for, I mean, I was all for it. I mean, if they're trying to get people horned up, they are doing <laughs> a good job. <laughs> Dawn is horny for Riverdale. Which I never thought I'd say. I know. Especially lately. Yeah. But um, I got to say, though, um, like later on in the episode, just to jump ahead for a hot second, mm -hmm. when they hook up for the second time of the episode, uh, Archie appears to be catching some feelings. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he caught that. He had like a wistful glance as she was leaving. Uh, he's going to ruin this. I just know it because, as I've said and gone on record, I don't think that they make sense as a couple. And this is working for Betty. And Archie's just going to fuck it up in there it and be like... It seems fun. And like you said, the whole catching feelings thing is going to fuck everything up. It really is. Because I'm, I'm having fun watching it. <laughs> I'm having fun, too. And I just, it just makes me so angry. And I'm having fun not being attached. Yes! Yes, there's no investment like, in I'm this. Like, I'm not like, oh, Barchi. Right. Like, I'm not standing anything. I just want them to fuck, and I'm good. Yes, I just <laughs> want them to be sexually satisfied, and that's all I really need. That's what I hope for myself one exactly. day. Exactly. This is it's just <laughs> what we need in our own lives. Seeing it reflected on screen is just wonderful. And then when you start seeing those complications with feelings and emotions. You want to throw up. I don't want any of that. <laughs> This no. Says not such good things about But unfortunately. Me. <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, that gets cut short because there's a trash can fire. Okay, 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 okay. In the middle of the school. John, please help me. In the middle of the night. Please help me. So. <laughs> Answer me this one question. I will try. Okay. Was this an intimidation tactic or were they legitimately trying to burn the school down? Oh, probably both. <laughs> okay, well. I, think, I mean, thinking back an, on it now. As an intimidation tactic, that's pretty extreme if they were actually trying extreme, to burn the school down. It is extreme, but they probably thought nobody was around and they probably wanted to just burn the school down. If yes. they were going to burn the school down. Why start from the inside? 
why stuff from the inside, A, and B, why contain the fire in a trash can? When it you wasn't just... technically contained, because I feel like there was a trash can, and then it was there like... There were, like, little fires. Little, little <laughs> fires everywhere, little like the book everywhere. and the show that I never watched or read. Me either. <laughs> but, um... Funny that we referenced it having no knowledge of <laughs> But yeah, it was a good like, description. It yeah. was almost like a ritualistic thing because it just had like that's random what it little... looked like. I thought I'm like, oh god, oh, we have another supernatural thing coming our way. But the, but the school was not going to catch fire that way. And I have this in my notes many no, times. It contained fire technically, if you think about it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like it, it was in a trash. The bulk of it was in the trash can. It was so easy to extinguish. Even if they hadn't, it would have just burned out in the trash can and not caught anything else on fire. Like if you're gonna burn a building down, you want to douse it in gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> this is just me speaking from arson experience. Oh. But <laughs> but you want to douse more about that, that later. Yeah, more on that later. Uh, you want to douse that building in gasoline and just light it up. Because if Hiram's intention there was to prevent Riverdale High School from uh, having a football team or just, you know, existing in general, burning the building down is actually a really good way to do it. And they fucking blew it. And then even later in the episode or at the very end of the episode, when there's a fire at Archie's house. Same shit. Why are you setting the porches on fire? And why just burn Archie? Like, are you trying to kill Archie? And if so- I think that's a little extreme, which is what it seemed like, which again, we'll get back into it. Not out of character for Hiram, but- No, but the whole like, all entrances, you want to kill anything inside, which is right. kind of a way too sinister. Like, it's one thing to send a message, but to kill people, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I, I'm not for that. But again, we'll get back into that unless we want to continue with Hiram right now because him and Reggie are very close and it makes me uncomfortable. Reggie could not be using more product in his hair, though. He can't. Okay. And this goes to a little later on, too, when they're together again. But he's got that, like... Smarmy businessman. Greasy. Yes, he's, he's got this gangster vibe about him. And he's just very, like, this, you know... He's a henchman. He's a classic kind of doofusy henchman. But he's acting like he's in a mob. <laughs> and he's got the whole, like, buffing his fingernails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which I laughed at because I'm like, this isn't good, fellas. What are we doing? That and the subway sandwiches that they were eating. Stop. They were eating lunch together and then just (laughs) right before they cut to commercial, Hiram holds a bag of Doritos in such a way that the product placement I've never seen clearer in any other show I watch. It almost blocked his face completely from view. He, He might as well have just held the bag of Doritos up in front of his face. And the bag was just, like, I can't get over this because I stared at it. It was so vibrant. Vibrant. It was like, they, oh, I can't. So I I find that hilarious because everything else in this show, they have to doctor the names up. Right. We have the five seasons. We have... Marsha's Vineyard. um, American Access. Access. Access instead of Express. (laughs) Like, they change everything. So the fact that you gave us a brand name stuff right in our face... Where's that angle going? I don't know. I know. And it was even more direct advertising than some of Doritos' actual advertising. Because, right. you know, they have those commercials where they're like, we don't even need to put our product logo well, in this commercial. Well, isn't that new one with Ma- uh, Matthew McConaughey? Like, oh, the 3D Doritos? The 3D one? That one's weird and awkward. Uh, yeah, but I do I like, like Matthew it. McConaughey. I so. do, but not flat in a vending machine. <laughs> well, he eventually puffs up again. <laughs> giggity, giggity. <laughs> But yeah, I had to talk about that because it just... Yeah, no, it, it was needed very... to be mentioned because it was so obvious. And I, I've never seen anything like that on Riverdale before. Um, They're usually very careful about avoiding product placements. They are. And, you know, with that and the fire and everything, Archie decides to go and question Reggie as if he didn't automatically realize that that was who did it. Like, he... He saw the Stonewall kit. So, like, obviously this is going to come back. Right, but to not realize that, not put all the connections in place. Like, it just... We're back to our normal Archie of ignorance is bliss. Well, I think I think he was hoping that Reggie might confess or apologize or, I don't know, give him some reason to... But but even going through and doing the walkthrough with the ghoulies, he knew damn well he gave them a heads up. Yeah, that's fair. 
I don't think it was a great look, though, to punch Reggie in front of a bunch of high school kids. And then Archie subsequently told the high school kids, like, I can't wait to kick your ass next week or, you know. Which I cringed at because I'm like, here we go again. Yeah, right? Like, okay, first of all, you're not a kid anymore. So to, like, threaten a bunch of high school kids playing football that you're going to kick their asses, uh, not cool. As he does the threatening, though, his voice changed a little bit. Oh, I missed it. Oh, and I wrote it in my notes. I go, what happened to his voice? I think in the heat of the moment, his real accent came through a little bit. I was just going to say, was it the accent? Mm. It came through a little bit. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> I was so uncomfortable. I'm like, they couldn't do another take of this because that was obvious. But anyway. A little bit of old Archie came out there, I feel. Because mm-hmm. I think he's been like fairly level-headed so far. Um, so to see him relapse like this, while not unexpected, I'm just a little disappointed by it. Yeah. It's a very Hiram thing to say for an adult to challenge a bunch of high school kids to right. fisticuffs. <laughs> fisticuffs. <laughs> Gotta say, love that there's a girl on the Riverdale football team. That, yes. I mean, they could have given her better a name. Her they a better name. Could have. Her name's Britta. But not- she's got red hair, so good for her. <laughs> Maybe she's related to the Blossoms in some oh, bizarre way. Gosh. Imagine she's like Archie's long lost sister. That'd oh, be fucking no. crazy. I really hope that doesn't become but a reveal. That would be a Riverdale storyline, without it would. a doubt. It would. Um, but no, I mean, he really, he gets a team together and they seem very, like, they're into it. I, it's something that's making them want to be a part of the high school, which I think is a big deal for Archie and the gang, because that's why they're there. Yes. School spirit can be really effective. I, I mean, I just never had that, I don't think. Uh, maybe because I. I was just not very, like, sports adjacent in my interests. So I didn't really I was a watcher, not a player. I wasn't even a watcher. I don't think I went to any games unless, uh, I mean, I was a member of the band. So sometimes we would play halftime shows. So I... I did color guard. I did color guard! Stop! For like a split second, though, and I hated it. But I tried. I tried. I love color guard. Anyway, so I, I would attend those games but our our high school was known for lacrosse more so than football and i didn't go see any lacrosse games so but i think for other schools it's really important i got that sense especially when i went to college other places out of state people really put a lot more into their local sports than than i did personally in my hometown and i just kind of assumed that's how it was everywhere but some people get super into their high school sports they get super into their college sports and i think it's a good unique uniting force for a school district and for for a community which is obviously what they're trying to do here i don't get it personally but i can see how it would be that for riverdale yeah it is it's a nice thing to say i think just the whole everybody in unison just trying i mean it's a better group effort than we've seen in a long time although i'm i i was kind of upset with tony not upset but the way that she went about telling archie that there was no funding for the football team. Neglecting to mention that what funding was there, she had already set aside for the cheerleaders. And then flaunting the cheerleaders through the high school in some sort of weird cheerleader parade that just randomly took place one afternoon. Yeah. That didn't sit well with me. It wasn't right. I didn't like that because I felt like, you guys are in this together. Why are you acting like you're trying to one-up Archie or, you know what I mean? And she even put out there too, which I think will end up being some type of a storyline down the road they're gonna compete you know which yeah. cheryl never did which we'll get into that later sure. but it was one you know she's wearing the hbic shirt mm-hmm. she's she's pulling out all the stops which is fine great to do it was just the but way to then say right the presentation and then to basically like kind of knock archie down a few pegs because he's doing this for unison of the school and everybody and to get things going and to stay in place and you're kind of making it seem like you're going against him. Get your forehead. I was confused by the whole right how she came, how she went about it. Yes, but. and I understand she was a little defensive when Archie said, "Well, you don't even have a football team to cheer for." And she was like, well, we don't need a football team. Like, cheerleading is a sport. Which, okay, fine, yes. Cheerleading is basically gymnastics. It's a very Mm -hmm. athletic sport. And especially if you are doing competitive cheering, it's a big deal. So I don't know if that's where this is coming from, where she just feels defensive about cheerleading and defending the fact that they need a cheerleading program. But to not come clean with Archie and just say, "Um, you know, I've worked really hard to get funding for the cheerleading squad, so 
the budget's going to the cheerleading squad, but you know, maybe, I don't know, we could cut some things here or there and give you guys like $5,000, you know, like just to, yeah. to make an effort to show that, Try to work you're, together. Yeah, that you're working together. Uh, I didn't like that. Yeah. That they were sort of pitted against each other when they're supposed to be working together. I mean, that could segue us into now Cheryl a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, one of the things that I wrote down in question was whether Tony did this to knock Cheryl out of whatever catatonic state she's in. Right, to bring her back to her yeah. badass bitch ways. Although which, she's kind of doing that now. She's She is. She was sassier this episode than She was prior. a lot sassier because I felt like last episode when Tony did meet with her to ask for the money, she just had this like... Blank. Oh my god, like dead behind the eye mm-hmm. like n- never seen her like that before ever and it was very strange right so to see her back with her wits and her you know bitchiness i was happy about that and you're right i think it was a way to like kind of get her out of this slum mood yeah that just that to she's get her in. excited or animated about something to it, do something yeah. which we see in previews that she does but Ugh. or Oh, but, but why would she challenge a pregnant woman to a dance off? But Sorry. not even that. I feel like we're back. We're we're just back to high school days, season yeah. one. Like I right I, because Veronica and Cheryl yes. did a dance off to decide who was going to lead the vixens. It's stupid. So like I put in my notes, she's still painting away because that's her thing now. You know. Yeah. Here's what I want to know about that. So she broke up with Tony and and decided not to go to college so that she could make things right with her family business, you know, which was doing a lot of unsavory things and traded it in for now counterfeit art. I mean, I guess I get for the money, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, what happened to the money? Well, didn't she say at some point it was because of the renovations? Yeah, but then like, why are you doing all the renovation? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand what Cheryl is doing. I don't get it. It doesn't She's make sense She's very secret, to me. right? We're not getting a lot of we information don't, We don't yet. even know what happened to the maple syrup business. No. We don't know. Like, do they still All have it? All we know, right. All we see is Cheryl, Nana Rose. That's it. And paint. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's all we see. But she does, Nana Rose does get an appraiser to come in. Yes, Minerva Marple. Great name. Again, I heard the name and I'm like, what is this from? Or is this just another Riverdale name that wants to get in my head? It just sounded familiar like it was a character coming back or going to haunt us later. Well, or... Marple is, isn't that an Agatha Christie character? Oh, I wouldn't know. She was like a detective or something. Hmm. Yeah, I literally wrote appraiser slash I don't think her name first name was, mark? I don't think her first name is Minerva, but Miss um, Marple is definitely an Agatha Christie character. Hmm. So I don't know if that, I mean, I, it seems like sometimes they do pull from sources that don't necessarily have relevance to, yeah. to their They just actual... like the alliteration there. Yes. But so she comes in, the appraiser comes in and it's a painting of Jason, which. Who wants a painting of a random my dude? Question. Even like, if it's done by a famous it's author. It's done nice. It looks good. But who, who wants a random fucking redhead in their house? Especially a kid who was murdered by his own father. Like who wants that? hanging up in And the there. look on the in the painting, like the look on his face, it's just not something I want to look at yeah, in my know, hallway. Like a, and can I just say that the duplicate isn't that much like the original? No, it's not identical. I mean... So I, how are they getting away with this? Like, I don't get the... Well, we don't know that they have yet. I think they probably could and will get like caught. But I feel like they have because that's what they were insinuating in the past, well, the past couple of episodes. I thought this was their first run of the fraud project. Because I felt like the last episode Episode, or no, second to let the the first one of the time jump when we know where everybody's at. Mm-hmm. Nana Rose is looking at her paintings and right. comparing the two. So I thought it. Had, I think it's been happening, and she was just you know. I think she's Cheryl was training for it, and she was practicing. But I think ah, this, is, this the is the first time sell. that they're selling something. Okay. It really disturbed me when Cheryl said she wanted to say proper tatas to the painting of her brother. It was weird. Yeah. I still hate that whole sexual undertone. It it was an, yeah, it was an inappropriate sibling relationship. Very much so, and I'm glad we didn't have to actually see it. Yes, that's true. But given Jason's painting, Archie decides to go to her for funding. Yeah, he did not play that well. Not at all. I mean, I see where he was going. Yes, yeah, he just didn't do it correctly. Like, it wasn't hateful or hurtful. It was more or less like, what would he want you to do? Or, you know, like, kind of that kind of thing. And it didn't work in his favor. It blew right up in his face. (laughs) 
And it caused Cheryl to be quite inquisitive and contact a couple of people. Yo, which Belle is a gossip queen. <laughs> I legit, first time around, I'm like, it's got to be Hiram. But it yes. was Cheryl. And yep. I was like, huh, okay. And then when the second time it was mm-hmm. Hiram, I'm like, is this bitch getting paid? Right? Because she woman. is really like Damn. up in the gossip. Yeah. And doesn't mind spreading it around. I no. just, I don't, I don't know. So I think with that. Did you also notice the phone she was using? Oh, God. I didn't, but... It looked like a typewriter, but it was also a phone. It was very strange. A typewriter phone. Honestly, like, take a look at it. It... It's not even just, like, like a a rotary old-fashioned... I don't even know what this thing is. I don't even know if it was... It's a steampunk phone. Honestly, crazy. Yeah, so she's kind of doing dirty work, and being behind the scenes for these two. And I think that's what kind of sparked Cheryl to... She again, was really like you said, upset. Very upset. And it goes back to what you said. Tony's definitely trying to bring her out of this hiding. And... It works. <laughs> it works. And maybe she knows that Miss Bell is a snitch. I, I think she assumed that word was going to get back to Cheryl somehow. Somehow. Maybe not necessarily who was going right. to do it. But yes. And it helped because Cheryl shows up. Yeah. And is basically like, you took my fucking squad. Which is weird because... It's not... It's not your squad. squad. <laughs> like, these aren't her friends. These, these aren't right. people this that... This isn't she ever coached. So when she said that, I was kind of like, are you kidding? Yeah. But clearly it shows the mentality of Cheryl at this point where she's, it's the painting, it's, it's, you know, Thornhill, it's, it's that. And then it's like this one little piece of, I guess, happiness in her eyes is being, of her memory is being taken away. So she has to get it back, even though it's not the original people. Yeah. I think it just gives her some kind of purpose Mm -hmm. outside of her art fraud business. Right, because I feel like with Riverdale going down the tubes and everybody gone, she had no... There was really no one to go to. I mean, she could have gone to Tony, but clearly there's some there discord there. There has to be there. one therapist in Riverdale. There has to be. I don't there's think so. Be, I think, honestly, they would be I cleaning the, the ther- fuck up if they worked in Riverdale. I think all the therapists gave up. <laughs> this is a lost cause. We're going to go to Sodale. We're going to Sodale. Where all the rich people are. That segues quite nicely into something else that I was annoyed about. Why does Veronica want to open a jewelry store in a town that doesn't even have enough money to fund a high school sports program? Why is this a good investment? I don't understand. Who in Riverdale can afford nice jewelry? Unless I don't know, she's selling but it has knockoffs. Good foot traffic. Yeah, that was her. Expl- that was yes. her decision. It has good her foot traffic. Her clientele would probably be people from Sodale, which means she would need Hiram's business venture to succeed in order for her business to succeed. That's what. Yeah, it's um, it's kind of bullshit. It would bring revenue into Riverdale, but only at the expense of Hiram getting what he wants. Right. Which I Which wouldn't would think that she would want. Yeah, I don't... It's, it's kind of madness, but that just honestly scratches the very, very surface of Veronica's decision-making in this episode, or in general in this season. As she teaches a class, which I feel like, again, I don't really see her teaching very well, but... I still don't understand, like, what her thing is, because she worked on Wall Street, so okay, she teaches economics, I can see that. But she also ran this, like, side jewelry business. Right. Okay. She knows things about jewelry, I suppose. And then she had that weird job offer to be a sports agent in California. Again, don't know where that came from. Right. So I'm just confused about Veronica and her life and what she actually wants to do with it. And I think that really comes through. I think she's just as confused. Yes. She has to be, because even the way she treats Chadwick, one second she's shit-talking him to Archie, and the next second she's like, you should live part-time in Riverdale with me, and I really love having you here. And then the next morning she's like, you know what? We need space. What are you doing? You know what, though? I'm going to give... I'm going to give her a pass. Only because... State your reasons. Only because Chad was giving me some vibes that I wasn't expecting. And when it came to Archie, I get it, but it's all based on how she acts, not how Archie acts. So if you want to, like, don't punish Archie because you think Veronica is still hung up on him. Yes. I, I'm not going... That bothered me a lot. I'm not going to disagree with you. I 
So I, mean, I see a sinister side to Chad. I know we love Chad and we think that she treats him like shit. I get that. But I see there could be a sinister side that they want us to slowly see as to why Veronica's making these decisions. Okay. They do want us to see that. I believe they do want us to see Chadwick as sinister. They're just not doing a very good job of Mm-mm. setting that up. But I think sinister is a little harsh for what we saw because, you know, knowing any men ever... Both of them behaved immaturely and obnoxiously. Oh, it was a it was a pissing. It wasn't just yeah. oh no. What I mean, it's a good thing that they first met in the high school because there's plenty of rulers around for the dick measuring contest that needs to happen. So I think that the jealousy thing is while childish and annoying. I don't necessarily see it as being sinister. Okay, strong word for me. But I feel maybe because just the way he was looking, like I the look he was giving felt sinister not really his actions I don't know they're trying just they're ha- trying yeah. to make him be there's like I agree side. with you there's a bit of an evil side they that we're want, gonna get they want us to see the bad in the bad in chat the bad in chat the bad in chat but I just don't think they're doing it the right way they're not because then they're countering it yes and I think you know they may be trying to do that thing where abusive partners tend to be very charming to other people it's not Gaslighting always the yeah, whole... it's not always clear to outside parties that there's any sort of controlling behaviors occurring in the relationship but he seems to also just be genuinely nice to Veronica <laughs> so it's not even just in public he's being a good person but in private he seems to be communicating very well and saying I see you're kind of putting down roots here what does this mean and starting conversations yeah, trying to that get, you yeah. should be having and they made a schedule I they mean, did. They were really but trying. But at his prompting, because she was just going to do whatever the fuck she wanted and not care about him. The worst light that they show Chad in is when Archie asks for the money to start the high school football That's program. That's turned off. And I didn't love that. But at the same time, Veronica probably should have included Chad on any decision to donate money to yes. anywhere, especially a large sum of that magnitude, just because they're rich and just because Veronica made more money than Chad at some point doesn't mean that they shouldn't discuss large financial decisions with each other. She should have said, listen, we're going to discuss it and we'll get back to you. Yes. And I think Chad would have been perfectly fine with that. I but think it the sucked problem... that he had to come out that way, kind of like... He didn't handle it us. well. No, 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 I'm no. not saying that Chad took You'll that in stride. Us back. And it's like, fuck, shut up. Yeah. You like, know what he meant. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it was one of those that things. That was rude, and I didn't like that, and I'm not going to stand here and defend him for that. But I do think that there was an issue there that's not just Chad being jealous of Archie. And I think it's just that Veronica doesn't include Chad in any major decision making. Right. She just does what she wants, and she doesn't tell him anything. And this leads into one of my other annoyances, which is I don't understand what Chad does or doesn't know about Veronica's relationship with Hiram because he we, goes to him. We know that Hiram did not know that she was getting married. Mm-hmm. It's kind of assumed that they don't have a lot of contact with him because Veronica was surprised to hear that. Chad had been in contact with Hiram and it seems like he has no idea that there were ever any issues with Veronica and Hiram butting heads. I find that very odd and I actually think But how would... would, Go ahead, sorry. Well, I think it would solve a lot of their problems if Veronica just said to him, look, I have a lot of problems with my dad. Here's all the reasons why he's a scumbag and why we've never quite seen eye to eye. And then maybe Chad would be more sensitive to things like the glamour eggs or wanting to eat at a fancy Italian restaurant instead of at Pops. Right, she's not communicating. And I she, get that. She's not. <laughs> I get that. I hear a butt coming. A little bit. How would he not sense any of that knowing that Hiram wasn't at their wedding? Like, wouldn't you get some type of inkling that they weren't close or that they had bad blood if father of the bride wasn't at their wedding? Maybe, but we don't really... question We don't know more. anything about Chad's family either. Right, so maybe... but I'm saying, like, if, if he noticed that off the bat, clearly he didn't ask for Hiram's hand. You know, like, he didn't ask for her hand. <laughs> well, he wouldn't ask for Hiram's hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> It, he didn't ask for Veronica's hand. 
Right. You know what I mean? Right off the... I mean, these are all things that I would think he would kind of process and say, maybe they don't have a good relationship. We we don't know. Here's my problem with this whole story. It's the same problem I have with Charles. We just... We don't know enough about the situation. Maybe they have talked. Maybe he has asked her and maybe she says she doesn't want to talk about it or Which I it's think not is a, a big deal. Right there. No? Sure. Exactly. But this is such a huge thing in Veronica's life and the fact that they've never talked about it is a huge red flag to me, especially since she keeps taking all of these things that he's doing similar to Hiram or, you know, anything that involves right. her father. Sit him down and just Just be honest with him at this point. You've been married for a year now. Maybe you should talk about why you have daddy issues. I mean, I think she may start, given that she kind of said to him, like, I need to figure out if I'm a Pops girl or I'm Mia's girl. Well, I mean, She didn't want to talk. She wanted space. Right. I want space because I need to figure out if I'm a Pops girl or I'm Mia's girl. Why? Because why would you use a restaurant to define, like, what? And first of all. But technically, you kind of did before. When? When <laughs> when you said that, maybe he would then realize why she didn't want to go to Pops. Or, right, or well, why because she wanted Hiram, to go to Pops. Because Hiram recommended that restaurant that he wanted to go right. to. Right, so that's why, like, she's associating me as with Hiram and Pops with herself, like her true self. So I, am I a Riverdale Pops girl or am I the Hiram high class Mia's girl? So that's what she has to figure out. I just, for me, I didn't think... Because clearly Chad is the one side. I didn't think the problem was the restaurant. I thought the problem no. was that Hiram recommended the restaurant. <laughs> right, if, and that's Because that's there's a the difference point. between Chad saying, let's go to a fancy Italian place tonight and her saying let's go to Pops. It wasn't just that he wanted to go to a fancy Italian place. It's because no. he wanted to go to a fancy Italian place that was recommended by her father. Right, exactly. Hates. And I think that's why she made the comparison in the first place. I don't like it. But I also question, so maybe Chad was well within his rights to request to go somewhere else to eat because he, the way he said that, we have no I'm idea how many of, meals, yeah. we have no idea how many meals they've eaten at Pops at this point. I have a limit for greasy burgers and onion rings as well. Maybe I want Italian food tonight and maybe that doesn't make me an asshole. Fine. <laughs> On to the next. We'll agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree. Oh, we didn't talk about their duet. <laughs> Yawn. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yawn. I'm kidding. Because I mean, it's, it's karaoke not, Tuesday. It's not like a huge thing, but... It's not. I mean, she gets up there. She starts belting out shallow, which, you know what? She has a great voice. Good for her. Ooh, but then, great feels generous to me. For Riverdale. For I think Betty circum- has a better voice than she does. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Betty's performance before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's a mad world. <laughs> Yeah, and then Chad just kind of surprises the fuck out of everybody. Just pulls the microphone out of his pants or wherever he gets it from. <laughs> it wasn't there before. I mean, come on, it caused Kevin to cry. <laughs> Jesus. It brought him to tears. I'm sorry. I just don't think that was the right song. But also, did Veronica expect to sing the entire thing herself, even though it's a duet and it's like famously Probably known to be Veronica. a duet? Oh, snap. I have to say, as, as a person who is an introvert and has dated extroverted people. I don't know whether Chad is an introvert or an extrovert, but karaoke is not my thing. If you brought me to a karaoke bar, I would not sing. I'd have to be pretty I would wasted. also, I would have to be very drunk and there would have to be a large group of people to drown out my voice. To not pay attention to exactly. me, yes. I agree. So for him to, for what we are told from Veronica, this is out of character that he would agree to partake in karaoke. And to not only go, but then to participate in karaoke, I feel like that gets you a lot of points. Gets you a lot of points, but I think he's like, it's, again, it's that whole, like, marking my territory type of thing. I didn't feel that way, No? I didn't, because it's not like he was, like, glaring at Archie the whole time. Like, he really seemed to be enjoying it, and I think he really did do it to make Veronica happy. I don't know. I'm not I'm not getting all the sketchy vibes from Chad that they want us to get and I don't I think that's just the fault of the the writing. I don't think I there's... just have a weird inkling. We'll see how that progresses though. I don't disagree. I think he's going to turn out to be a scumbag. But for right now, they're not doing a good job right, of no, setting it up. Right, no, there was a lot. There was a lot that I was like, oh my god, I would and love someone to do that for me. And it's the same thing with Veronica and with Cheryl. Like there's a lot of back and forth happening 
it's almost like they don't know who they want these people to be right now. And so I don't know how to feel about any of their journeys. Right. Because I, I just don't know what they're doing. I hear you. Talking about journeys, Polly's on one. <laughs> Polly's on a bad road. We don't know where she is right now. Well, so Polly's been missing for a few days, which apparently is normal. Yes. Uh, we're getting a little bit more information about her activities. I had been reluctant to just accept Betty's conclusions that she was dealing drugs and potentially prostituting herself, but it does seem like there's more and more evidence to support that theory because she's hanging out at truck stops. She's on Ned's list. I laughed so hard. I don't understand why they didn't do like. Because I feel like they they say it to be obvious too. They're like, yeah, they want you to know what it is. Yeah, but we get it. I I honestly thought the the natural replacement there would be like Greg's list. I don't know why they went Ned. Ned, yeah, who knows? (laughs) That doesn't sound as similar, but whatever. They did what they did. I hate that her username was Patty Cake. Weird. Yeah, I kind of wanted to vomit. But not as much as I wanted to vomit about Trucker Boy 69. Trucker Boy 69. Which, by the way, not a boy. Full grown man. Yeah, so why would you man. ever advertise yourself on a hookup But a again, hookup my site? ears perked when I heard 69 because I'm like... Because you were like, oh, steamy car sex. Steamy <laughs> car sex. But like, that's typical screen name back in the day. Oh, especially used back to... in high school, yes. 69, 420. Like, that was the uh, the go- the double zeros. Yes. Everybody used that shit. My middle school boyfriend was particularly uh, gross with his instant messaging names. Lots of 69s, lots of 420s. I don't know why I dated. <laughs> <laughs> we all did one of them, that's for sure. At least one. But Kevin's helping Betty out with this, and they decide that they're gonna go to the truck stop and scope out this dude. They, he's they definitely him. not a murderer. No, he seems way too innocent. I think he's he, pretty much truthful yeah, on his confession. Betty of made everything. a good point that he wouldn't have told them where to go if he had been involved in something nefarious. But even before that. He just didn't seem like... He seemed very... Yeah, he just seemed like a decent guy who just wanted to talk to somebody. Oh, decent? I don't know. All right. I think he was at least buying drugs, if not sexual favors. Right, but again, that was consensual, probably, so not really... True. I get... uh, Yeah, I don't know. Regardless, she's an adult, and, you know, it is what it is. That's fair. But like you said, Betty gives a good point. Like, this guy just... He gives their location of where she jumped out of the truck... He said that she started flipping out and he couldn't calm her down and she ran out of the truck and started running down the road. That's very strange to me and I don't have any guesses. Like what went off? Yeah. Like what happened? I don't have Damn. any idea unless Did she, she got... get a message from somebody? Right. That's the only thing I can think of because otherwise I don't know what else would freak you out out of nowhere. Because if you think about it, obviously Betty, Kevin, Alice, they go out looking. Mm-hmm. And it's in like the marsh or whatever. And Swedlow Swamp. Sure. <laughs> I wrote it down. I think I meant to Google it to see if it was important and then I forgot. <laughs> Kevin hears Polycell because they've been calling it. So I feel like it has to do something with her phone for her to leave it or like she left stuff around. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was if it's to guide people, if it's out of just fear, you know, uh, who who the hell knows? It wasn't left in a coherent matter. It wasn't like she just dropped her stuff off somewhere. Right. There was, like, a shoe here, and then her phone was, like, in a swampy area. Well, earlier in the day, her stuff was in one area where Betty and Alice found it. Yeah, but even like then... on the it side would, of the road, and yeah, then... Yeah, but it was almost like somebody threw it out the window. Because, like, yeah, it was, like, sort of close, but it's not like she just took off her shoes and went sure. for a walk. Like, it, it, it didn't seem intentional. Regardless, she's missing a lot of stuff. So <laughs> we got to figure out where she is, and we don't know. And... Hopefully she's still alive. Yeah, well, they find an arm at the very end of the episode. There was an arm sticking it out of the... It was an arm? It, was, a... it looked like an arm to me. Um, I'm pretty there sure was it was. involved. Prediction, it's not Polly. I think it's probably Squeaky. <sighs> yes. But then that's bad news for Polly it still. It is, but I, I'm still... I'm going to stick to my original hypothesis that we're going to find Polly alive. That this Hopefully. is, is going to be about Betty recovering Polly alive, but I think, you know, she's not in a good place. Right. So, you know, she should 
be worried. By the way, I just did a quick Google on Swedlow Swamp, and it's an Archie comic thing. There was apparently a ghost. The ghost of Swedlow Swamp was a TV. <laughs> I mean, was a TV funny? It's you know what? It's funny that you say that because it could easily have some relation to what we're dealing with in the Mothman. Well, as far as I know, the Mothman don't reside in swamps, but they are no, kind but I of mean, they're shady. monsters. Yeah. <laughs> they they're fall of under the, the ad- category. They're of the, um, you know, paranormal of some sort. Yeah, so you did some research on Mothman. I did, because once I heard Mothman, I remembered a movie that I watched. Well, I didn't watch it, but I knew of it. Richard Gere. With Richard Gere. And the Mothman Prophecies, which Mm -hmm. now I want to watch because, given the description, which I'm going to read right now, Mm -hmm. I'm very intrigued. The story follows John Klein, a reporter who researches the legend of the Mothman, which brings me to drug vibes. Mm -hmm. Still shaken by the death of his wife two years earlier in a mysterious accident, Klein is sent to cover a news piece and ends up inexplicably finding himself in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, mm-hmm. where there have been sightings of an unusual creature and other unexplained phenomena as he becomes increasingly drawn into mysterious forces at work. He hopes they can reconnect him to his wife while the local sheriff becomes concerned about his obsessions. I totally see Riverdale going this direction. Yes. Well, so I also did some research on the Mothman. And so this movie was based upon a book of the same title. Which which was was inspired by true events, events, or at least folklore in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, back in the 60s. -hmm. A group of people saw a very tall man with wings and glowing red eyes. Oh, I'm pretty sure we saw something similar to that. Yes, we sure did. So they saw that in the woods, and then the mythology around it just grew, and, and then more eccentric people started connecting it with paranormal activity and aliens specifically Mm -hmm. but like other than a tenuous connection to a bridge collapsing at some point the legend of the mothman does not appear to involve violence or anything like that it's more like appearances and sightings and they and some legends say that it portends warnings and tries to tell people when something bad is about to happen like that bridge collapsing right so that's why it's called the mothman prophecies but in the show it seems like we're leaning more towards paranormal paranormal, or at least the alien the The alien alien, aspect of it jug interviews um mr dreyfus old man dreyfus old man dreyfus and he his stories reflect why did hold on sorry i'm sorry to interrupt you why did he do this in the middle of the night (laughs) um that's the first thing i said i'm like it's creepy as hell out here and it's why do you have to go at night yeah and this guy could have been in bed and i mean i would have been it was way past dark so you needed a flashlight to get around i don't understand maybe you call it like a normal hour but whatever i wrote i said joe goes to visit mr dreyfus of course when it's pitch black out yeah, like maybe That's... we do this at a less creepy time, but okay. Sorry. I guess we had to set the mood. Please continue. But he does. He meets with him, and the man is really sweet, and he just recounts his stories of people he worked with who, one at a time, mm-hmm. would disappear but then come back. Right. One after the other. So it wasn't, like, all at the same time. Right. So, like, one guy would leave and then come back. Then the next guy would leave and come back. And they all spoke of this paranormal existence that they dealt with, which they're saying is the Right. They said that they were taken onto a ship. A ship. Yes. So I feel like, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but it's going to be good for Jughead's story for the town because it's still kind of... Yes. Well, he did find out something interesting later on, which was that all of the men that disappeared died of cancer. Died of cancer. And we're not told what kind of cancer. No, he says he just feels like they were exposed to radiation on the spaceship. Well, something that, I mean, he said that sort of jokingly, but something right, that Right, but I feel like there's stood, some connection there. Well, something that stood out to me when I was researching the original folklore of the Mothman was that it was first seen near an old World War II munitions plant. Oh. So it had weapons on the premises, but nothing like nuclear or radioactive potentially, but could be adapted to the storyline to contain some sort of nuclear element to it that could have caused cancer. I am intrigued by this a little bit. I think it gives us a little something different than the usual town drama. It's something, you know, like it's... 
I was kind of pissed that they went to Aliens because <laughs> I, I feel mean, like that's when you jump the shark well, with a movie or a show or I literally think anything. Expanded. I think they've exasperated their work on you know serial killers and weird other creatures. Well, and... I take comfort in knowing that Riverdale has never really gone into the supernatural. Whenever there has been something okay. that seemed supernatural it always ended up having a reasonable, logical, scientific explanation. So I don't think we're actually going to be dealing with aliens here. There's something else going on. I don't know what it is exactly. Government experimentation. It's probably linked back to Hiram because everything is. I just, I don't think we're talking legitimate extraterrestrial. Which is fine. I think... I'm okay with that. I mean, yes. I would be really upset if there were aliens. No. I know. I, yeah, like, I mean, that's just then too we're much reaching. For me. Yeah, it's too much. It's too much for this show. But I, I, you know, you got to give these writers credit. They're they're trying. Find, they're finding new <laughs> shit, and that's that's great. And on top of that, I just want to make a point to say that I really love Tabitha, Uh-oh. and she wants to help jug with his research and everything and that just leads to they're totally gonna boat they are but here i have a problem with this no why oh no okay (laughs) it's not that i have a problem with tabitha i do love tabitha i think she's got a great head on her shoulders we found out that she used to make six figures at some sort of fancy job in chicago that kind of frustrated me but i do think that frustrated me because I felt like they were catering to Jughead and like his preference for people who reject capitalism and you know making money in favor of doing something real right. and significant. So I, I feel like they're tailoring Tabitha's character to Jughead, and I don't like that. And the second example of that is the fact that she's going to help him on this investigation, which is exactly what Betty used to do. And I wish that they could carve out a new path for her rather than just having her follow in Betty's footsteps and fill that role for Jughead. You know, I feel like her character is in service of Jughead right now, and I'm not happy about it. Okay. That's it? That's all you have to no, say? No, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not just agreeing to agree. I, I get exactly what you're saying. I would like... I want to be behind it. Right. I, I just, I feel like she's so much better than him. No, she I could know. have they're, they're a lot more. Like, for lack of a better term, dumbing her down. Yes. They're and, simplifying her. Yeah, and... I mean, listen, I'll, I'd just be grateful if she could just take a buzzer to that mustache that I'm now... Must- Thank uh, you! I did notice it, it first I, in the you episode. Started to, I started to question everything when you said that you didn't see it. No. I had to Google it. I was like, wait, doesn't was he it there? facial hair? Right in the beginning of the episode when he's reading A Mice yes. and Men, and it was just staring at me, and I'm like, yep. oh God, it's right there. It's yep. right there. Yep, he needs that to needs shave to it. Yep. I don't know if they're doing it because they want to make him look messy and like he's not taking care of himself, or if they just want to show that he's aged, but either way, it needs to go. Yeah, it's not good. Next week, we do not have an episode. <gasps> no, I forgot until you just said I'm that, even though I so knew. sorry. Oh. We do not have one. So we have a week to recoup and come up with new theories of what the hell is going on. Yes. And if you have any theories you want to share with us, why did Polly freak out in the truck? What the hell is the Mothman? And are they actually going to turn out to be aliens? Do we get Cool Ranch Doritos next episode? Do we get Cool Ranch Doritos? (laughs) Are we going to branch out into other kinds of chips? Please get in touch with us at ihateitletswatchit at gmail.com. And until then, that's Endgame. Endgame.